0: So I recently asked a question on Twitter. I asked, what is the best social media to use to actually grow your community? The two prominent answers were TikTok and Twitter. Now, this was something that really fascinated me, especially the Twitter one, because I have found that I've connected with most people on Twitter, whether it's guests, and potential listeners. Actually, there's so many podcasters who are on Twitter, and that's basically my target market. You guys, small podcasters who want to build a sustainable business to which they can make a living out of, but have no idea how to. Okay, I should have said that for the intro. But anyways, I was like, okay, I should definitely use Twitter to grow my brand, to grow the podcast. The only problem was that, yes, you guessed it. I'm clueless. I really don't know anything much about Twitter. I love Twitter, but I really can't post on Twitter. I don't know what to post on Twitter. I don't even know how to engage with posts on Twitter. But as I was just thinking about how clueless I am and scrolling on my feed, on my Twitter feed, I kept on seeing... This lady who was getting tons of engagement on her tweets and it was talking about podcasting. She was talking to podcasters. Her name is Ariella Nissenblatt. I'm probably mispronouncing that. But anyways, I was like, how is she doing this? I went into her profile, saw that she has tens of thousands of followers and her posts really get engagement. Who is she? Well, she's also a podcaster like you and I, but... With tons of experience and she has a newsletter in which she makes some podcast recommendations to people who are interested. And I've recently subscribed and it is really, really great. And she's well respected in the podcasting industry. Not to mention the fact that she is great on Twitter. Which is why I need her help. I need to call her right now and get some answers to the questions that I have about Twitter. And before Obel finds out what I'm up to... Let me just dial Ariella up myself and go to Riverside. Clueless entrepreneurs. Welcome to the Clueless Entrepreneur brought to you by the Insane Podcast Network. and I'm a clueless entrepreneur. I'm trying to build a podcast business but have no idea what to do or where to start. If you can relate to this, then you're listening to the right podcast. Because this podcast is about helping you and I, as clueless entrepreneurs, to be better entrepreneurs who have successful podcast businesses. So, my question is to you, are you ready to be less clueless? What's one thing or two perhaps that you're clueless about and you're perhaps curious to learn or to know?
1: That is such a fun question. I'm clueless about a lot of things. I would say something that is top of mind for me is I am clueless about, um, what's it called? I don't even know what it's called. I am clueless about SEO. I would like to know more about SEO. I know some things about SEO. I wouldn't say completely clueless, but I would like to have a much more in-depth understanding about search engine optimization. Um, I am also clueless about golf. I don't know anything about golf.
0: Wow, that is so interesting. Um, I must say that I'm also pretty clueless about SEO. Um, I don't know anything about it. Um, Golf, I have been learning a bit about golf but you won't see me playing any golf anytime soon. Uh, But yeah, that's quite interesting. And I hope that you do become less clueless about golf. So today (laughs) I'm clueless about Twitter, you know, how to grow on Twitter, using uh, your Twitter to grow your podcast. And I've seen you on Twitter and you get so much engagement uh, and you have so many followers. And I think you're just so brilliant at this. So first of all, I'd just like to know from you, like what, is, you know, your story with, with Twitter in terms of like your backstory, why did you, you know, get on Twitter? And um, did you initially think about using it as a way to, to grow your following your listenership and things like that?
1: I first started a Twitter account in 2010. Uh, it was called queen heraldi. It was made up. It was supposed to be anonymous. I did it with my friend. We shared a Twitter account. (laughs) We were in college and we were like, we want to be, we were just starting to see hashtags. And we were like, what the hell is a hashtag? So we tried to go on Twitter and try to understand it and use it to kind of just spew our thoughts. It was sort of like a Finsta, but without Instagram and nobody knew who we were and we didn't have any followers. So We used that for a few years um, and then lost it, forgot about it completely. And then in 2017, I started a Twitter account for my newsletter, which is called Earbuds Podcast Collective. Um, Just for some context, it's a weekly podcast recommendation newsletter that sends a themed list of five podcast episodes, and each themed list is curated by a different person every week. And so I started the Twitter for Earbuds Podcast Collective. It was Earbuds Podcall in order to spread the word about the newsletter, to talk about podcast recommendations, to meet other podcasters, and generally just to tweet about podcasty things. But I didn't really know what I was doing at all in terms of growth strategy. I'm sure I made a lot of weird Twitter faux pas. If you go back to the beginning of my earbuds Twitter, I'm sure it's embarrassing back then. But I had fun and made a lot of connections uh, in the DMs and got to meet up with people by way of Twitter and just had some fun with that. And then I started to think about personal branding a few years later. And in 2020, no, 2019, I started my personal Twitter, um, Ari, this and that. And I started it because I there were some things that I wanted to tweet about, but using the earbuds Twitter didn't feel right. I wanted to tweet from my perspective, not from we. I find a lot of times that brands tweeting from I is sort of off putting. So I wanted to tweet from I. And I didn't really want to do that from earbuds, so I started my personal and wasn't thinking about it in terms of growth. I was just thinking, this is where I want to share podcast recommendations. This is where I want to interact with potential collaborators. This is where I want to use it as a networking opportunity, really. So I was definitely thinking about it in terms of networking, but I was not thinking, I want to grow a following until about a year later. uh, I, I feel like I really owe this woman a lot because I tell her, I tell this story a lot. There's a woman named Randall Kana who spoke, uh, who I was part of a cohort of community builders via a program called On Deck. And Randall Kana spoke to us about Twitter growth. And basically the thing she said was, if you want to be, if you want to grow on Twitter, if you want people to pay for consulting with you, if you want people to see you as An authority in your space, Twitter is a great way to grow. And the way that you should grow, or one of the ways that you can grow, is by offering free, high quality advice on Twitter, via Twitter, in threads, in posts, and in replies to people, and just being helpful in general. And I really took that seriously. And that coupled with um, Tweet 100, which is an initiative from a creator named Jay Klaus really spurred me to put out valuable content multiple times throughout the week that would be helpful to creators, mostly in the podcast space. But a lot of the advice can be expanded to appeal to creators in general. So that's the thinking behind my Twitter growth strategies. And I've learned a lot along the way. I've learned a lot about niche, uh, creating a niche. I've learned a lot about some hacks that you can do, some thread tactics. So it's sort of a complicated approach, but that's my that's my uh background when it comes to Twitter. My dog has entered the room, so apologies if there is barking.
0: <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you very much for sharing your story. I think that was very very interesting. And you know, perhaps looking at us as podcasters who are getting on Twitter, why should I spend my time on Twitter compared to perhaps another social media site?
1: I don't necessarily think there is one social media site that podcasters should be on or shouldn't be on. I would say you should be on the social media sites that you enjoy being on, that you enjoy making content for, Mm -hmm. and that your listeners existing or potential actually spend time on. So if you make a podcast aimed at entrepreneurs, LinkedIn is probably a great place for you to be hanging out. Same with. Same with Twitter. And if you're down to make videos that are engaging and quick, TikTok might also be a great place for you to hang out. But if you are a podcaster who is very into food, you have a food podcast. And food obviously lends itself to images. Twitter is okay for images, but it doesn't really prioritize images. Whereas Instagram loves images. Instagram loves videos. If you want to make some high-quality videos and images – Instagram is probably a great place for you to be. What I really like about Twitter is, yes, for growth for podcasts, yes, you can reach potential audiences, but it's also a really great place to spend time to network with other podcasters and other potential collaborators.
0: I really love that aspect of using it to meet other people because I met you on Twitter and I was able to reach out to you on Twitter. And I think it is an underrated tool to actually meet new people and actually connect with them more. And uh, perhaps just to look at that aspect of networking, perhaps, how do you go about, you know, finding um, or reaching out to to people networking with people on that platform on Twitter?
1: A lot of people reach out to me on Twitter at this point, which is amazing. But there was a time when I was the person reaching out to a lot of people on Twitter in order to connect. And now, you know, of course, I still do my fair share of reaching out, but it's been pretty great that uh, I open myself up for people to message me. So one of the things that I will do on purpose is I'll write a really long thread that might have some points in there that might be confusing or maybe a little bit controversial or maybe just invite criticism or comment. And so at the end of the thread, I will make sure to say my DMs are open. My DMs are always open, but I make sure to say that my DMs are open so that people feel invited to send me a question, send me a comment, argue with me in a nice way. And generally speaking, I just like to be available. So I like to set that precedent for myself. And hopefully that's continues to set a precedent for the rest of the podcast space that podcasters, are generally open to feedback, generally open to collaboration. And I think that all stems from the fact that one of the best ways to grow your podcast is collaborating with other podcasts. So I think we inherently as people, podcasters, are down to collaborate.
0: Mm, I definitely love that. And perhaps what are some of the limitations of Twitter You know, for podcasters? What are some of the things that limits us as podcasters in terms of trying to grow our brands?
1: This is not a problem unique to Twitter, but it's a problem unique to social media. It is very hard to move people over from being your Twitter follower to being your podcast listener. When people follow you on Twitter, they're following you because they like what you put out there on Twitter. They don't necessarily love your podcast. They might. They might follow you because they love everything that you do. But if you're tweeting amazing threads about archaeology, people might follow you just because they love your amazing threads about archaeology. Yeah, you might have a podcast and you're hoping that some of those threads will entice people to go check out your podcast, but it could be that your threads are just so great that they don't feel like they need to listen to your podcast. They're getting everything that they need from your Twitter threads. And that's great. And I think I would not stop doing what you're doing. I would double down on what you're doing. Continue to be seen as an authority in your space. Make those threads about archaeology so that people love you so that if they want more from you, they know where to go get it. And I would also play around when it comes to calls to action. You can try out saying, go check out my podcast now. Or, hey, if you are interested in more, I have a podcast. You could be more direct, less direct. You can not say anything at all about your podcast and just hope that people go to your profile because they're so interested in you. And then they see that you have a very obvious link to your podcast or to your link tree that eventually brings people to your podcast. You're getting them into a funnel by putting great content out there into the world. And eventually when they become part of your funnel and they want more from you, they know that you have a podcast. So one of the limitations really is just that social media is great for scrolling. It's not so great for moving people from one social platform to another social platform, that social platform in this case being your podcast. Uh, Another limitation of Twitter specifically is that it changes algorithmically all the time. So sometimes uh, a tweet that Goes viral because it included a really strong call to action or statistics. Might not go viral the next week because Twitter has decided that that's not what they're prioritizing. Images, audiograms, videos, it really depends. All of these things go viral in different ways or, le- or not viral, mini viral, uh, micro viral all the time in different ways. So it's really all about sticking around, really wanting to be there is helpful. Um, really wanting to interact with people and to create content for these people so that they see you as an authority. And that is something that I will keep going back to. You need to be seen as an authority for people to love you so much that they move from one platform of interacting with you to another.
0: Beginning with the points that you just ended with um, in terms of having people love you so much that they would be able to actually move or they would want to move with you to another platform, how do you create, you know, that special kind of relationship? How do you build a community of followers who would be willing to actually become um, your podcast listeners, perhaps, or to uh, go on other platforms to, to follow you? How do you create that, that space, that engaged community on Twitter?
1: I think it's a combination of asking questions, making statements, and providing information. I tweeted about this I want to say 2 months ago. I said that if you want to work on upping your Twitter game for the purposes of maybe gaining a following but more so gaining trust with your with your with your followers, you should work in the process, work into your weekly schedule posting a thread, posting a statement and posting a question. And all of those things should be in service of your followers, not necessarily to gain a following. It should be, your question should be genuine. It should have to do with your topic. It should have to do with your niche. It should not be clear engagement bait. So for example, if you have a podcast about archaeology, a great engagement tweet would be something like, have you ever been on an archaeological dig? Tell me about that, right? Because you are really asking a question that people will have real responses to. And it's something that you can talk about on your podcast later. I surveyed my Twitter followers and These I heard some really interesting stories about archaeological digs that they've been on, and I'm going to read some of them right now. Um, What a bad Twitter engagement question would be, if you had to become an archaeologist of the past, who would your archaeologist best friend be? Something like that. Like you're asking people to make something up that has no basis in actually coming true. Maybe it's a fun thought exercise, but generally speaking, it's not really providing value to anybody. Uh, unless, you know, that that could be tweaked. Maybe that wasn't the best example that could be tweaked and it could be a fun post. You never know. Um, but I've seen people tweet things like if your podcast was a French fry, what topping would it love? That's not doing anything for anybody. That's just a strange thing to tweet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so avoid those, make sure you're providing value. Ask yourself before you post, does this provide value? Does this add something new to the conversation? Um, if you post a statement, one way to cheat the system is to make a controversial statement. I don't recommend that, but, you know, that's going to get you comments. That's going to get you likes. That's going to get you follows. Um, I would make sure that you are saying something that you believe in when you make a statement. I would sometimes it can be as simple as creating content is life changing. You know, that that would be my niche. Right. It would be because I I talk to content creators. But if you're an archaeologist, it could be we need more female archaeologists. Great. That's a statement that I believe in. And people are going to feel some way about it. Some are going to love it. Some are not going to love it. Some are going to be like, why are you bringing gender into the story? But it's going to get a rise out of people. Then um, a thread, you know, here are the top 10 female archaeologists that you should follow. That would be a really useful thread to check out. And I would be, if I were your follower, I would say that is such an awesome thread. I trust you even more now because you are bringing relevant content to the story. So that is sort of a, that's a formula that I recommend.
0: Wow. Um, I'm really so fascinated by that, you know, and I've seen you actually implementing all of these strategies that you're telling me and (laughs) they get so much engagement and, you know, it's really great to hear the the thought process behind it. And perhaps just to find out from you, because for example, you know, you did say something about building an authority. I'm someone who presents myself as a clueless entrepreneur and I'm not supposed to be the expert, you know? So I'm always confused about what to post then. You know, should I post like quotations from a podcast episode? Should I post a snippet of my episode? What kinds of posts should I be posting if I'm not supposed to be perhaps the expert?
1: Yeah, you're you're in a you're in an interesting position because you get to play you get to play dumb to a certain extent. You get to just ask questions all the time and that's yeah. great. I mean, I love when people can admit that they have questions and when they're constantly seeking knowledge. That is a really admirable trait. Um if I were you, I would I would be posting I would be posting quotes, um, but I would probably prioritize your branding when it comes to those quotes. Uh, I think when people post quotes just as plain text, it's not really the most engaging or visually appealing piece of social media to consume. So I really like what Descript does with their audiograms, where when a word is being spoken, it's highlighted. So I think that's a really great option for you. Um, and then I would make sure that all of your branding looks put together. So do you have your fonts being consistently used? Do you have your colors being consistently used? You can even make it so that when you post a quote, it always has the main color of your cover art as the background and then the secondary color of your cover art as the the word choice. So there's lots of ways that you can sort of differentiate with yourself and for your followers that this is a quote from an episode, and here's why you should check it out. But I would also probably, if I were you, make a series out of the – make a social media series out of the things that people say that they're clueless about, and then I would follow up with those people. I would tweet at them, hey, Ariel, have you gone to a golf range? Have you gone to a driving range? Have you – taken an SEO course. I would ask these questions because it's an ongoing process for me. And I imagine it's an ongoing process for a lot of the people that you ask about their clueless entrepreneurship journeys. And it would be a fun callback for them and for the people who listen to your podcast to hear if these people who are an expert in one thing are on their way to becoming an expert in something else.
0: Wow. Wow, that was so mind-blowing. Um I'm actually going to start doing that. What a great idea. Thank you very much for sharing that with me. And <laughs> awesome. what do you think about posting, you know, videos, um little snippets of your episode, your podcast episode? Does that work? Cuz when I post, it doesn't really get a ton of of engagement. Perhaps maybe what might be the problem in those instances.
1: Yeah, it's a really good question. There are a lot of reasons that a video might get engagement or might not get engagement. A lot of it has to do with algorithms, a lot of it has to do with quality of the video, a lot of it has to do with when you post. I guess that has to do with the algorithm. I would say if you have the time to make high quality videos based off of your social media, based off of your podcast content, you should do it. If you don't, don't waste your time. Because a lot of the time they're not going to convert. They're not going to bring you new listeners. They might Be exciting for your current listeners. So maybe you do it, maybe you compromise and do it once a month rather than every single week. You choose the best pieces of content from your podcast that month and you put together a video. But think about it from your own perspective as a consumer of content. When you see a video, are you interested in going to check out that podcast? For me, the answer is very rarely. It has to be a very, very enticing video that leaves me on a cliffhanger that makes me think, how can I get more of this conversation? I guess they have a podcast and I guess that's my next step but for the most part I'm thinking okay yep consume that piece of audio or skipped right by it
0: Wow and you know something which is pretty interesting for me as well is when it comes to tagging um, somebody like your guest perhaps you had a guest on the show and you know, after the episode is released and they tag you and all that. And it does not really have that much impact in terms of people listening to the episode and things like that. So how how can we make sure that it actually does you know, have an impact? How do I ri- ride that wave um, and make sure that their mention is actually worth something uh, in terms of my listenership?
1: It might not do anything, and I think that's okay. Ultimately, your goal as the Mm -hmm. podcast host is to send me, after this episode is finished and when it's ready to be published, send me an image that centers me, that makes me look like an authority, that makes me look good, that is both in my headshot and in the colors that you use and in the fonts that you use and in the calls to action that you use. I'm not going to share something if it doesn't center me, if it doesn't make me look like an expert. So I will be looking for that, and that's going to make me share it or retweet it. Uh, but for the most part, this sort of has to do with what I mentioned before. Just because somebody posts something on social media doesn't mean it's going to move the needle, but that's okay because ultimately you getting your name out there, you getting retweeted by somebody who has a big following is great. It shows up in more people's feeds. Maybe more people become aware of your podcast. More people see your logo. And then the next time they see your logo, they're like, they associate it with something good and they might check it out. So it's all about building up awareness of your show, awareness of you as a clueless entrepreneur, awareness of the value that your podcast brings so that people will eventually convert to becoming listeners. And that might not happen in droves. That might happen one person here, one person there. But over time, you'll gain an audience.
0: Wow, I really love that. We have to be patient and understand that this is a process that will take time. Just focus on building your brand, building that awareness uh, around your brand. I really love that, and thank you very much for sharing that. And perhaps, you know, in terms of the profile, uh, how do you create a profile which people... Uh, which will make people follow you. I'm also, you know, quite bad at this in terms of knowing what to include in my profile, in my bio. So how do you make sure that your profile is something which is worth actually looking or following? Um, yeah, because of.
1: Your cover art, which is probably your profile picture, needs to be beautiful and enticing and vibrant. And really the most important part is that your cover art is indicative of what i should expect in my podcast in the podcast that i'm going to tune into because if i click on your cover art thinking that i'm going to get an archaeology podcast but then i get a podcast about something completely different i am not going to listen anymore <laughs> so if uh, if you want to be uh, if you want to be seen as an archaeology podcast your podcast should probably have something to do with archaeology in the cover art and that should be reflected on your profile on your social media accounts Your bio, obviously, you have limited space. So don't waste your space saying, This podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. That is a lot of characters to dedicate to something that is a given. We know that when you put your podcast on a hosting site and you get an RSS feed and that RSS feed is distributed to all the distribution platforms, your podcast is everywhere. So don't waste space telling people that it's everywhere. Use that space to tell people what the podcast is about and why they should listen to it. What is the unique value point that your podcast brings to the world. And if you have a chat show, that is not just me and my buddies talking about anything and everything. Make sure you do not use the phrase anything and everything. Give people a reason. Why are people tuning into the show? What do you discuss with your buddies that is better than the way other people discuss things with their buddies? If you have a podcast that is called Clueless Entrepreneur, I would make sure that you're talking about why it's important to Get to the bottom of people's faults. You know, why did you have me at the beginning of this episode say that I don't know about SEO, that I don't know about golf? What does that add to our conversation? I think it adds a lot. I think it shows that I'm willing to admit weakness, that you're willing to admit weakness, that the next guest is willing to admit weakness. But then you also center us and you say, here, let me go in depth with you about what you do know really well about. And I think that's your unique value point. That's your unique selling point.
0: Wow, I really feel like I was on a coaching call right now um because <laughs> of all the wise gems that you've been sharing with me throughout the episode. Thank you very much for all of that. And perhaps the last question I have for you is how do I then measure success on Twitter? What does success look like? Um is it the follower count, engagement? What should I be aiming for? When it comes to my Twitter account or Twitter profile,
1: success is different things to different people. You could test out one. I would write down a few different metrics: maybe follower count, maybe conversion rates, and maybe um, engagement rates, and test out one of those metrics on a three-month cycle. So, say for the first month, you're thinking, "I want to gain, I want to grow my follower count by a thousand this month," and then work really hard to grow your follower count by a 1,000 that month. Maybe that's success to you. Maybe the next month you say, I want 0.2% of my social posts that have links in them to convert to podcast listeners. And you would get a trackable link in order to try that out and then see how that goes for three months. And then the next time you try to figure out another metric. And I would just play around with that and see where you do have success and double down on that. If you figure out the magic of converting somebody from a scroller to a listener, keep doing that. If your podcast is converting, maybe that's success for you. But if your po- if your social is g- gaining you new followers, gaining you new respect in the space that you're podcasting about, maybe that's success to you. Maybe nobody listens to your podcast by way of your Twitter, but you're gaining followers and you're gaining DMs and people are saying to you, I want to hire you. Maybe that's success.
0: I don't know what to say. I don't know what to add You know, all of these gems have been so wonderful. I'm definitely going on Twitter right now and trying to implement everything that you have been sharing with me. Thank you very much, (laughs) Ariella, for all of these wonderful, wonderful value bombs. Um, And perhaps before I let you go, where can we reach you? What is your call to action? You did mention um, your newsletter before, um, so I don't know if that's where you want to point us or some somewhere else, take it away. What is your call to action today?
1: Sure. Uh, If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Ari this and that. And if you want to subscribe to my podcast recommendation newsletter, that's at earbuds.audio.
0: Wow. Short and sweet. I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, perhaps to close off the show, I always do this with all of my guests. Um, you are a podcaster yourself. So you know how to close off the show. I'm too lazy to do it. So please close off the show for us. And yeah.
1: Well, I hope listeners that you uh, learned something about Twitter and engagement and that numbers don't always matter. And ultimately, it's about building up your authority in the space. Thank you so much for having me.
0: You can follow me right now at Lindor Sani on Twitter so that you can see me applying all the value, all the principles that Ariella shared with me. So amazing, such an amazing guest. And speaking of guests, I mean, I'm so surprised at the caliber of guests that I've managed to get on the show. I've had such, such wonderful guests who've had such wonderful things to share with me. And I'd really like for them to share those things continually on a continuous basis. And so I've invited them to a Facebook group of The Clueless Entrepreneur, whereby they can engage with you and they can answer the questions that you have about how you can become less clueless. Now, The goal is i want to create a mastermind type of group whereby we speak about all things related to your podcast business now there are so many groups out there which are really great for podcasters and in them you can speak about editing which platforms to use and things like that however I want more than that. I want you not to speak about editing, but to speak about how to find the right editor, what to pay your editor, and things like that. Things which are related to the business side of your podcast. And so if you really want that, then please do join that Facebook group. And yeah, let's talk, let's engage, let's have fun, and let's become less clueless. Because remember, it's okay to be clueless. Especially if you're listening to this podcast, because it means that you won't be clueless for long. And yeah, I almost ran out of my voice right there. Pretty sure you can relate to that as well.